Hey, Cassidy Sargent. Hey, Andrew Street. Now, Cassie, I need you to take the reins over for hosting. You know why? Why? Because I got to go play Animal Crossing on my Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you couldn't tell, that's a Reggie meme for you. Reggie's out there. You should go follow him. Reggie fils former president of Nintendo America, he's out there doing the Reggie Directs. He's out there getting awards. He's out there being recognized. He's out there being put on fucking display. He's letting the people know. I'm not even sure what he's talking about. He's he, teaching classes at Stanford. Cornell? <laughs> yeah, Cornell. What, what, is, what is the Reggie meme of the week? Well, he tweet, he's been, he did like a seminar on leadership or something. He was like tweeting out clips from this speech, this lecture he did. Sort of like. Did you watch any of the videos? I didn't, no. <laughs> Are they good? My favorite video, because all of his tweets were about like his core tenets of leadership. And so I assumed that the videos were him, you know, presenting his ideas and his, his advice on leadership. And the one video that I did decide to watch was him taking questions from the audience. And a guy came up to the microphone, and the question was. What was your favorite game that Nintendo released while you were there? And mm-hmm. he's like, "Hmm, my favorite game while that they released, uh, you know, while I was there, The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild." And the crowd's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious to me that he's like trying to move on and be like this businessman now, but that fucking Nintendo like nerd pride man yeah, is going to follow no him his whole can, fucking life. No, he, he cannot. He cannot shed it. Well, Reggie is bigger than himself. He also, yes. uh, so I, I saw one tweet. He was talking about Splatoon uh, at that lecture, and then he ended he he ended his like thread of posting all those clips with that yep. tweet that I sent in our group chat, which was "That's all the time I got. I got to go play Animal Crossing." And I was like, "This fucking guy, just he needs to stop." He's <laughs> too a picture good of his us. little village. It would have been great if it was a picture of him playing uh, the new Animal Crossing. Oh, imagine. Well, screenshot. Got, he's got it early. Yeah, uh, he's, he's like, oh, you know, they sent me a bill. He's not, We're getting, he's not getting paid to market for Nintendo anymore. <laughs> uh, I did also see that he, I think it's online. You might be able to watch it, but somebody posted, because he did like a, a school visit. I forget what university it was, but he like visited and did a lecture. And there was also a Q&A there. And it's like, you know, you had people go up and ask, like, business questions. And then somebody got up and was like, hey, uh, do you know if Nintendo's ever going to release Mother 3? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and and how, then, did, how did he respond? He basically was like, oh, so I'm good. never getting away from this, am I? No. <laughs> Fucking Oh, beautiful. that's really good. Ladies and gentlemen, you listen to Gone Gold. Coldest podcast on the internet. You heard him there. The Reggie fils of my life, Cassidy Sargent. I'm not the best choice. I'm Spacer's choice. That's a, I like that. What's the Moonhead guy's name from Outer Worlds? Does he have a name? Does he not? I think he's just the, the Spacer's choice salesman. Mm. You wear that moon mask? I have on occasion. I wear it. You know, when I, gotta go, when I gotta go tell a little white lie. Joining us also, Robert Mecky. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no Reggie, but I can. You're kind of the Moon Man of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you may be. On. <laughs> I'm, I'll I'm, shill, I'll shill for anything. <laughs> I kind of want to get into it because I know we're going to talk about it for a while. Outer Worlds released. We're all playing it, right? Cassie, you're yes. playing it. I'm in. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't for you sent the message and I didn't know if you had started playing it. Maybe you were seemed with the type of game it was. They were a little worried. Hmm. Did you no. say this? Okay, maybe I misread something. No. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm probably just over double digits. Hours wise. Nice. So get my feet wet. Get my feet wet. I'm probably yeah. seven to eight hours. Okay. So behind you and also behind Robert, who beat it, right? I did beat it. Um, and f- full disclosure, this is probably so. I I don't I didn't do every side quest. I was actually Elmer and I have been talking uh, at length about the different paths our characters have taken in this game, and it is mm. kind of fascinating because there are a lot of side quests that I'm doing that he's not, and there are a lot of side quests that he's done that I haven't even found in the game yet. But I've probably put about 20 to 25 hours into the game. I've rolled credits on it. Um, but I'm very satisfied because I'm already thinking about how I want to roll my second playthrough. Because it seems like it seems like there is a ton of flexibility in this game. And I don't know how many endings there are. But Yeah, I, I think I appreciate how short the main quest is. Yeah. It doesn't feel padded. Like, I think that's one of the big things with a lot of Bethesda RPGs is they pad them out to be, like, these 40-hour main quest experiences. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that's a problem I had with Fallout 4. Like, as much as I like that game, it's like, towards the end, I was, you know, shying away from doing side stuff because I had spent so much time in the main quest and it still wasn't over. Ready to wrap it up. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, with this, I feel like, you, the it's not too short, but you make progress so quickly where it hits the point where it's like, oh, I have plenty of time to like go do some side stuff, yeah, like and stray off the path. It honestly reminded me a lot of uh, I got real big Mass Effect Two vibes from this game, um, mm-hmm. and I think Mass Effect Two is probably one of the finest RPGs, especially sci-fi RPGs ever made. I think that the pacing is perfect. The amount, like the the length of the main quest, is great. the The flexibility you have with these side quests and the character the quests. loyalty missions, yeah, and like yeah. Uh, th- this game, it's has one of the loyal- best games ever made. It's so good, and the the fact that this game reminded me of it, and again, I I beat it in a weekend, which sounds like it, it could be a knock on the game because of its length, but I put like ten hours on Saturday and Sunday into this game, literally waking up eating food just so I don't starve and then going back to playing this game all weekend because it had its hooks in me so hard. I love this game. This game is so good. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's basically fallout new Vegas or at least it takes those obsidian elements from, from those games or from fallout new Vegas and like brings them here. And like the great dialogue and multiple different dialogue choices. Like it's, so well written yeah and so i think my biggest fear going into it was that because even even if it's one like i mean let's be honest like there's improvements here but this is an Mm -hmm. iteration on like the fallout new vegas fallout 3 style of game oh yeah absolutely like it's definitely cleaner more polished there's what i think improvements made to like the systems across the board huge improvements yeah like playing playing this game made me feel differently about Fallout Four, mm-hmm. honestly, because oh, exactly. I was like, "Wow, this this was the next step in those games, not what we got." Yeah, right. 
But I think what I was worried about was that, uh, like, the Fallout universe is really cool. The concept there and, like, all of the aesthetics <clears throat> of everything and the whole, like, almost, like, futuristic dystopian, but it's... Retro-futurism. Re- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really cool. And this seemed kind of like... I think in some of the trailers, like, I got kind of Borderlands vibes from it. I could see that. And I was, like, a little bit worried about that. But this is basically Firefly. Yes. And, like, I fucking love it for that. Like, yeah. like I'm playing this through is, this and I'm like, this, this is, is Firefly. This is Cowboy Bebop. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking cool. Like, you know, I still, I don't think it's, like, as strong or I have as much of an attachment to it as, you know, like, the, you know, that fallout style but this is definitely wasn't worried about as soon as i jumped in and started playing i was like this is fucking great yeah i can't wait to see where they go from here um so here my question i don't know if i can easily find this on the wikipedia page but is this property owned by xbox game studios now is this still like does obsidian own the ip i think 2k or take two i think they own it oh what a shame if I what had the best damn shame. private division, well, yeah. yeah, I have to look it up. I, I don't know to be sure. Private division is the it, it's a publishing subsidiary of Take Two, um, right, right, right. But I don't I don't know if they own the IP because I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I I was really hoping that we would get to see like an Outer Worlds two with a full AAA production budget because this game, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this game is a forty dollar game. Like this is technically a budget title. I don't uh, think so. That doesn't sound right. Really? Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Man, I could have sworn. Because I remember just seeing a... Like, I, I played it on Game Pass. I don't know if anyone here bought it flat out. No, but Game I played Pass. it on Game Pass. And I was kind of taken aback by, like, the uh, the length of it. that The fact that it was only 20 to 25 hours. Um, near completionist status. But I was okay with it because I thought it was only, like, a $40 game. No, it's a $60 game. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That might uh that, that's a that might change my opinion on it a little bit. I feel like if you're you're saying it it says it only takes 25 hours to go completionist on it. I completed almost every side quest, every loyalty quest, um every quest I could find in the town. I put off completing the main mission for as long as possible. And oh, wow. I think my t- my total played time on my last save file was about 24 hours. I don't know. I, it's a weird thing to judge by because, like, I mean, like, Link's Awakening took 13 hours to beat, and that was $60. And Well, that's the Nintendo. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I struggle with length versus dollar amount on games. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, I'm not saying that I need, like, a, a minimum length for a game to warrant $60. Uh, but it did feel kind of strange to have what felt like such a large sandbox and so much opportunity, especially because I think New Vegas was significantly longer than this. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, their other their, their Kickstarter games, like Pillars of Eternity, uh, are both, like, 40 hours minimum just beelining that main quest. Um, so And I... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say so. I like, have an up I have a quick update do it. on some news. Uh Microsoft owns the IP. Nice. Because when they did the deal with Private Division, 
they allowed Obsidian to keep the IP. That was a contingent part of the deal. So Obsidian owns the IP. Obsidian gets purchased by Microsoft. Microsoft owns the IP. I'm happy. Okay. Sorry, housekeeping. So do you think that they make a sequel to this? Like Microsoft's going to make an exclusive? Oh, absolutely. I think they certainly could. Absolutely. After the reception that this game has gotten, I don't think there's any way they let Obsidian make something else. I'll be interested. Like, and you think it comes to PC, Xbox, and no PlayStation? Yep, I think it's a That'd game. Be the way to do it. It's a it's a Game Pass exclusive. That'd be pretty sick. Like, what a fucking baller move. Yeah. So I have some questions mm-hmm. because I'm afraid I might be playing the game incorrectly. <laughs> I'm playing alone. Oh, you don't have any followers. No. Like, I have people on my ship, but nobody comes with me. Mm-mm. El- Elmer, Elmer's playing it the same way. Why? But I, I'm assuming you took the lone wolf perks. I did take the lone wolf perk, I, but I've only committed to one, so I can always, you know, change direction. But I play Fallout games alone, and I sneak around, and I kind of, you know, pick some stuff up and do my thing. So, I just, I don't really want anybody else, like, interfering with my stuff is more so my yeah, issue. I, Am I playing the game incorrectly? N- Do I need to embrace my companions? I don't think so, but also I'm playing the game as a smooth-talking, uh, like, super smart, technical, good at engineering, stealth-focused woman. Nice. And so I also Ooh. also have... My companions, Ellie and the first companion you get, I can't remember her name. Oh, Parvati. Yeah. It's me, her, and Ellie. And we're the fucking female bandit squad out here. (laughs) Because here's the thing. I'm a good guy. I'm out here to help people. But then the second they turn their back, I'm sneaking through their fucking bedroom drawers. Dude. Taking everything. We're playing the game the exact same way. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm I'm in the, what's that, The the main ship you go to, like, in space? The outpost. Oh, the, gr- the groundbreaker. The groundbreaker. Like, I picked that shit fucking clean. I'm like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, so you're you're a thief. You're a thief with a heart of gold. Oh yeah, I help everybody when it comes down to it. But like, I'm like, yo, what do you got in their units? I'm stealing that shit. What do you got? Ammo. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's I kind great. of kind of a Han Solo type. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah. scoundrel with the heart a lovable, of gold. A lovable road. Exactly. I, I cannot wait for you guys to beat the game. So I can't wait to talk about this game in the next episode. But I would think I was I had a very different playthrough where I was a complete capitalist. Like I wasn't I, I knew you would yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So you turn people into like the board and shit? Well, that's what I loved about my companions is my companions were all just chess pieces. And there are moments in the game where you can, you know, you, you get some personal gain from turning a companion in specifically Felix because he's a little bitch Felix is like (laughs) (laughs) no spoilers no yeah sorry no spoilers um but you that's what I what I kind of liked even like what what set this game almost uh, a level up above Mass Effect 2 is your companions are expendable in this game Whereas like Mass Effect Two, like the, your 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 companions, your crew can only die at the last mission if you fuck up and you don't do every uh, loyalty quest in the game. But in this game, you could you could throw them under the bus, you can fire them, you can like exploit them at any turn because that's like the message of this game is like it's it's the uh, the allure 
of being a capitalist, the allure of just, you know, being a, a complete sociopath CEO of your ship, the unreliable, and manipulating everybody that's working for you for your own personal gain. Did you get every <laughs> single one of the companions? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I did I did every side quest, every loyalty quest. They were all great. Favorite companion is uh Sam the cleaning machine because he never interferes in conversations. Oh, see, I like when they interview in conversations because, like, sometimes I make a decision and they're like, are you kidding me? What do oh, you yeah. do? But I also love that uh, it does – so this can be light spoilers for the beginning of the game here. You guys have all both seen this stuff already. Mm. Uh, so turn back now if you don't want Outer Wilds early game spoilers. Uh, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. I'm going to keep fucking do that, doing that. <laughs> it's uh, rough. So Parvati, in the beginning, when you do the quest with, like, the – the greenhouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like the first big main quest. the first big main quest what i did was i de- i turned power from the greenhouse back to the town yes but i wanted i because i thought it's the best thing to help everyone is to get yeah. those people to go back but i went and talked to them they called me a snake in the grass i said don't fucking <laughs> do that i will show you what I, my plan is here and i went mm-hmm. and fucking killed that dude who was like running you killed him you killed him so i messed up like the because there's a thing to like dialogue intimidate him (laughs) i wanted to see if like there was more options so i oh no i fucked it up (laughs) i went through it and i was like all right well i guess i got no options so i was like okay it's been nice seeing you and then as soon as i got out of the dialogue thing i was like fucking unloaded on him and parvati was like oh my god how could you (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, did, oh, I was like, I just fucked, I fucked the whole thing up. She's gone. She's not gonna... I ruined my entire game. So She's... did she, did she leave the quest? Did she no. leave your, your party? Literally, we walk out of the room and she was like, I'm glad we got this handled in the best possible way. Oh my God. <laughs> like, um, wow. <laughs> that is not the route I took. So what did you do? <laughs> so I, I did something similar. I routed the power back to the town because, uh, fuck hippies. But I realized after talking to the uh, the bot like the botanist head of the rebellion camp, um, I was talking to her and she like she was giving me shit. She's like, I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe that you would forsake all these people for like that cat like corporate town and try to enslave everyone. But then it gave me the dialogue option like, well, I could just remove Reed from power. Mm-hmm. And then I loved it because I clicked on that and she was like. Oh, you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're yeah. just an agent of chaos. I'm yeah. like, yeah, maybe I am. But so I went back to town and I, I was able to talk him out because I, I poured all Same. my all my skills into the dialogue. And then uh, I was really good at shooting. Those are like my two main skill trees. But I talked him out of it, got him out, um, got her in the leadership position. Um, but I... I'll be very vague with what happens next, but later on in the game, towards the end game, the decisions you make throughout the game actually have ramifications, which I think is super fucking cool. Nice. Yeah. That's good to know. I want to restart this game as like a madman who only uses two-handed melee. Because I keep finding finding two-handed melee weapons, but I don't really have a use for them. But some of them are starting to look pretty fucking cool. So I, I think uh, my one of my playthroughs, I'm gonna go 
super fucking bulk up on defense and two-handed melee skills mm. and i'm gonna take as little intelligence as possible because yeah. i don't know if you've seen like <laughs> some of that there if you go if you don't some of the low intelligence yeah, the options low yeah. intelligence dialogue yep. options are i haven't seen they're them fucking they're, so, incredible. they're so fucking good like some of them are like like let's say the quest is like please you have to help me rescue this this town they're all gonna die it's just like this place fucking sucks anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it so much i'm i'm like i'm very impressed with all of the little technical improvements that they've made over like a fallout system like i think their vat solution is more fun mm-hmm. uh like the and even the the really tiny tweaks like the leveling up system of you put the points into kind of the larger category for the first whatever it is like 40 points so you put points into dialogue and that gets you persuade and lie and intimidate and then after a certain point you have to kind of start specializing it's like that's a really cool idea mm-hmm. i thought that like even the 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 small idea of uh your highest dialogue option is like your barter bonus because nobody ever points puts points into barter in an RPG. Like, that's a forgotten stat. And so the fact that it's like, okay, well, if you're focusing on lie, we'll just use lie. If you're focusing on persuade, we'll use persuade. It's like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I... That was all. I love the, uh, like, the persuade, the lie tactic. It's been so fun because as someone who's, like, sneaking around and being a thief, I, I forget if this is possible in the Fallout games, but it's like... I'll get caught like red-handed stealing something. They're like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "Oh, nothing." And they're like, "Oh, okay." And yeah, so I love it so much. That's my favorite thing about the uh, having both like lie and intimidate super high is I could steal whatever I wanted, and they would either I could either <laughs> say like, oh, "I'm not doing anything," or I would just say "fuck off" or "I'm gonna kill you." And both options are like inconsequential. Nothing ever happens. I'm like, yeah, I just I stole a bunch of shit, got caught. And I walked away with it. It was great. Um, but so one of the reasons I like using the companions in this game is because they offer some great dialogue bonuses. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, my my main team for the most like the, the majority of my playthrough was uh, the priest and the robot because both of them offered a huge boost to my intimidate skill. So I was just intimidating everybody because, and it makes sense. If you see a dude walk up with a massive like robot that sprays acid behind him, <laughs> you're probably going to be pretty intimidated. So I was able to, like by like level like level like twelve, I was passing like a hundred intimidate checks. Was <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I'm never oh, I'm never boy. getting rid of this robot. This robot is the best partner ever. So were you happy with the where the story ended? Oh, I was very satisfied. Like the decisions I had made and the path that I when I when I started this game, I kind of had a like a framework of where I wanted to go because I wanted to see if the game would let me do it. And it did. So I was very pleased by the time I reached the end game and the final decision. I was like, oh, they are going to let me do this because I think I've worked my way into this role. So I was very, very satisfied with how it resolved. Okay. I I've definitely restart like had to restart a couple times or reload a save. 
mm. because I was just curious if I could kill people. I definitely did the same thing. Mm. But I love that you can kill everybody. Yeah, can you kill companions? Uh, no, not if they're not if you're on their if they're part of your team. There's no friendly fire, unfortunately. But there are some great loyalty quests where you can just kill the person they're talking to right in front of them, and then just watch the dominoes fall from there. <laughs> so, can you lose companions? Oh, absolutely. I've lost multiple companions. Because I didn't want to deal. I didn't want. I didn't want to deal with some fucking Robbie. fetch quest. It's so funny. I'm so disappointed because I one of the one of the video series I wanted to pitch was going to be called Young Professionals, and it was just <laughs> going to be you just serving the corporations like you love to do. But you've already lived that. It honestly, I did. I'm not going to lie. I aligned. I aligned <laughs> with the board to you my love the board to, to my own means, though. Like I'm not a board loyalist. I'm a cowboy. I'm a capitalist cowboy. I'm still freewheeling. Mm. I'm wheeling and dealing. I'm looking out for myself. Yeah. It just happens that the board had the most resources at their disposal. You're not just serving the stockholders? No. Fuck that. Okay. All right. I'll kill them. I'll kill them if they start like asking for <laughs> for more than they deserve. Is there romance options in this? <clears throat> not that I found. Interesting. Not the way you played. Well, okay, well, yeah, sure. You, you burned yeah. out your bridges. <laughs> Goddamn. See, talking about this game just makes me want to, like, get off the podcast and go play it. It's so, it's Let's so, wrap it up. It's so good. We don't have that much news. We can do a short one. Yeah. Send everyone home to play Ride Our Worlds. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's that's a, we don't charge by the you minute. You get a month for $1. I know. I can't believe I played this game for a fucking dollar. Same. It's on PC Game Pass, too. It so is. if you don't have an Xbox, jump yeah, in. That's how I'm playing what, it. What? Okay. Quick, quick digression, but what do you think? Do you, I know what I think, but do you think that Obsidian's first Microsoft first party title is going to be a sequel to The Outer Worlds? Or do you think it's going to be a new IP that they were working on, like, before the release of The Outer Worlds? I ca- The latter. Yeah, I kind of feel like we get something new and some, but it's going to be smaller. Really? I smaller than The Outer Worlds? Yeah, because I, I, I don't think it's going to be like an open world RPG. No, they they only do open world RPGs. I don't know. I feel like because they're not going to do an outer world sequel right away. I feel like there's going to be something in between. Okay. I mean, I guess they could because like they're they're doing obviously post production and, and continued support on outer worlds, and they probably some corner of the studio is doing pre production. Yeah. And I suppose like depending on the the reception that they continue to see with this, like they could just say actually, you know what, we're gonna just ramp up pre-prop on uh fucking outer worlds too yeah right and just charge full steam into it especially if they own the ip i mean it w- and microsoft is probably going to kick down the money it would- they're seeing the game pass signups i bet it oh, would be cool if, if microsoft was like just you know pretend like you got fucking bethesda money like we're gonna make a, a proper they do have bethesda money microsoft yeah. is worth so much more than bethesda and and that would be pretty cool because honestly i don't think we've ever had like a full-fledged Fallout-style open-world RPG, like Breath yeah. of the Wild is huge, but it's not like a full role. There's no, game. there's no, yeah, there's no dialogue. Like, there's yeah. no real character building in that game. And like, you know, Sony had uh, Horizons, but like, that's more of like a action game, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you do you think that the the next game, if it's not the Outer Worlds, if they have something interim? 
between the Outer Worlds and whatever their next IP is. Is it a Microsoft-owned property, or do you think it's an original property that Microsoft just saw before they purchased Obsidian and decided to fund? Like, because I'm thinking maybe an Obsidian-developed Fable game? Although I've heard rumors that Playground Games is developing the next Fable. That's the rumor. And th- that's been the rumor for long enough. I think that's probably not a rumor. Yeah. Yeah, it would be cool, though, to see them make Fable. Mm-hmm. I'd be into that. No, it would be. I'm trying to think of other, other forgotten Microsoft IPs that Obsidian could revive as like a... I want Obsidian to make Blinks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. Microsoft. Because they're so great at writing dialogue. Mm-hmm. So I like I'm I'm having a very good time playing the Outer Worlds, but the writing is like next level good. Yeah, it really is, and oh, it's yeah. so deep. Like there's so many <clears> options <throat> that I just haven't seen because of the dialogue choices that I made, and you know that it goes deeper than the choices that you initially make. Yeah, there is there's like a little romance subplot side quest. Uh, I'll, I'll just say that that is like very well written. Oh yeah. Yeah, I completed that. It's so touching. Yeah. Where is that? I don't want to miss that. It's on Groundbreaker. Okay. Yeah. If you're doing all that stuff, you, you can't. So here's it. another thing. Did you guys go to the guy who had the flamethrower on Groundbreaker? Like the dude on the second level? Like in like the uh, like the Gotham City level of the Groundbreaker? Yeah. Yes. Mm, did you? I. He's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you? I stole a flamethrower. Okay. So I. Sorry. I persuaded him to stop being mm-hmm. a dick. And to mm-hmm. give me the flamethrower. <laughs> oh, I didn't get that. But then when I ended the conversation, I didn't have the flamethrower. Huh. Hmm. So then I yeah. shot him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his whole <laughs> gang fucking turned on me and, and I died. And that's where I, the last time I stopped playing. So, like, I guess I'm going to go mm. back down there and try and steal it. Hmm. Yeah. See, I ended up, I did get that weapon. But it was not through that initial quest. It just kind of happened mm-hmm. by accident because there was another quest down there that I had to do where I ended up slaughtering the lower class. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stole a flamethrower from somewhere else, but I, I did talk that guy down. Okay. I know I can convince him not to be a dick, but I haven't gotten a flamethrower yet. Though there have been times because my lockpick is so high... And my sneak is so high that I found weapons, I think, before... I don't know if it's before I was supposed to. But you can definitely tell, like, when you start a new, like, on the main quest, they're introducing, like, a certain gun. Or, like, if mm-hmm. I was just doing the main quest and maybe didn't hack my way into something, I was supposed to find this here. Yeah. I just found 14 tactical shotguns. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, but I've had a tactical shotgun for three and a half hours now. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. so ha- have you all been going after the science weapons? I haven't like committed any time to those yet, but I have them in my side quest tracker. Is there okay. any silenced guns in this? No, but you can mod a gun. There's a barrel sil- mod. Yeah, you can put a silencer on guns. Oh, and you can use that for stealth. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. that's good to know. But I I don't know that I found any weapons that have a barrel modification slot yet. Like I have a bunch of barrel mods that I can't use. Oh, really? I, I think found so a, too. I think I, so. I found quite a few that I could use barrel. No, mods maybe I'm wrong. I'll, I'll check it At again. At least none of my pistols that I have so far. Mm. So what do you what are you using, Andy? What what like feels the best to pl- uh to shoot? Or like how are you playing it? Like from a 
Uh, what what feels the best? Like, what are you using, weapon wise? Weapon. Uh, so when I'm sneaking, I've got like this blade with a, it's like green. I think it puts acid on people too. You know what I'm talking about here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I use that when I sneak because I don't have a gun that I can use. But then when I'm not using that, when I'm running around, I use because I've got a lot of points into the long range category. Mm-hmm. So I think that covers all guns. Uh, no, long range covers rifles. Like it covers assault rifles and sniper rifles and plasma rifles. It doesn't cover the heavy weapons. But it covers like pistols and stuff. Well, so no, that there hand there's a handgun skill too. Andy, so you're, you're I think you're talking about just like ranged, which is like the umbrella category. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because can you put points into the individual ones? Once you hit, what? I think it's forty, or 50. is it fifty? Yep. Once you hit fifty on those smaller categories, you can start to specialize and just put them into you know just handguns or whatever. Okay, because I'm probably going to go just handguns. Yeah. Because I like the idea of being this this rogue, this scoundrel with my... Yeah, you fucking Han Solo type. Mm-hmm. With my collection of pistols. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I, right now I'm just experimenting. Every time I get a gun, I'm putting it on. I'm like, you know, let me test this out. Putting the mods in. I've been pretty impressed with how, how good, like, almost every gun feels. Oh, yeah. I haven't had that many where I'm like, eh, this is not for me. Like, I don't particularly love the plasma rifle um, and Man, some of the heavy actually, machine guns I don't get down with, but everything else I've, I've dug. I like the plasma rifle quite a bit just because I liked being able to charge up a shot and then just get like one good shot in and they just disintegrate. Turn the goo. Turn him into exactly. gooigi. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, wait, did... In the in the Fallout games, when you used Vats, I don't think it told you what that was like gonna do. Because in this game, like when you use the Vats, like if I aim at their head, it's like oh, it's gonna blind them. Yeah, it would. Or, it would always tell you, or you would always have a chance to cripple. And I think that the different parts of your body that were crippled had different effects, but it never it never surfaced any of that to you. That was all behind the scenes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. in this you can like blow people's limbs off. Yeah. And, like, if you shoot them in the head, it's like, oh, this is going to blind them. or this. It's is a gonna... lot more explicit. Yeah. Yeah. I also appreciate that the the points and the time that you invest into dialogue options also have, like, combat effects. I so love that it. it's not like, okay, well, if I do get to a point of the game where I have to fight, I guess I'm fucked because I put all my points into dialogue. It's like, no, if, if I have points in Intimidate and I shoot somebody, then there's a chance for them to cower or run away or whatever the fuck it is. But yeah. that's a great idea. And I love too that there are like there are follower bonuses where they'll do extra damage to people who are cowering. Right, yeah. So your entire team will just synergize. Mass Effect 2 vibes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's just funny to me that this game has Mass Effect vibes and is like, you know, a basically Fallout in a generation where Fallout's kind of in shambles right now and Mass Effect was bad. Ah. Uh, god and like, i mean this is this is the savior we needed obsidian swoops in and then they just got this this hit on their hands yeah, yeah. thank you phil they got they got major major gamer cred with this release i would oh, say yeah. and it's kind of crazy that they you know after i mean realistically what have they been doing outside of like you know it's sort of old school rpgs right 
Yeah, they, they, they did New Vegas. They did Pillars of Eternity. They um, did one of the I South think, Park games, I think. Uh Oh, they did do the South Park games. You're right. Oh, really? Yeah. So At least one of them? A, they're a great dev. They're just an all-around. I don't think they've had a miss, honestly. Not every game is for me. Like, I'm not going to play Pillars of Eternity. But everything else that they've made, I think, has nailed it. Yeah, let's pull up this list of games that they've... Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Somebody fact check me. No, so they did do the Stick of Truth. Yeah, that yeah. sounds accurate. That was they the good Pillars one. Pillars 1 and 2. Ty- Tyranny? Yeah, yeah Tyranny. Tides, Tides of Nomura. Uh, Yeah. T- Tyranny, I think you're you're like the bad guys in Tyranny. I want to play that. It's on my wish list. I want to play it too, and I do believe it's on Xbox Game Pass. Damn. They did Armored Warfare. I don't know what that is. I do not know what that is. It's a free-to-play vehicular car game. Looks like maybe they only helped out on it. Huh. Same thing, like, they're listed on Wasteland 2. Oh, uh, I could see that. I think that's right. Yeah. Well, actually, cause Wasteland 2 is in exile. And in exile is um, a Microsoft first-party studio now, too. So yes, Microsoft is really investing in these, like, RPG-heavy developers. They also did out. They worked on Alpha Protocol. <laughs> oh, they made Alpha yeah, they Protocol. They, that's yeah, them. they were the they were the main dev on that. Rip in peace. Hope. Oh my God. What if what if their first game under Microsoft's uh, flagship is Alpha Protocol Two? You want a AAA Alpha Protocol Two? Yes. <laughs> it's owned by I would Sega. Love. Set them for oh, you, Mad it? Men. Ah, damn. Damn, I didn't know that Microsoft bought In Exile. Yeah. Damn. They have like gonna... a nice little suite of studios over there now, man. Oh, yeah. Are we going to get another line writer from In Exile? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. That honestly budget. sounds like a perfect Game Pass game. Damn. Nice, short, easily digestible. Yeah, really. Honestly, I think that... Microsoft's going to have a pretty fucking stellar like first party studio lineup. Yeah. I can't wait to see I I can't wait for E3 this year. I mean, maybe even the Game Awards this year. Maybe Microsoft will come out like, you know, dick swinging and be like, "Hey, look at all the shit we have coming to our next gen console. Subscribe to our uh, our hardware upgrade program. Pay 20 bucks a month for a new Xbox and then upgrade for $25 a month." When the Xbox Scarlet comes out. I feel like we don't get that at game. The Game Awards. I feel like maybe they announce one game at the Game Awards. Like they're like, look at this trailer for Halo. Do do we get uh, another union of the three parties? Because Phil no. Phil Spencer is gonna be there. Who, who Doug Bowser and then whoever the fuck is running Sony now? I I don't think so. I think like if you do it they, again, it loses its its magic. Agree. We had the moment. Yeah, you think that was Let, it? Let's yeah, we we need to capture it in time like in a, in a piece of amber. Because those I mean those are like the the three too. It's like no offense, but Doug Bowser going up there with Phil Spencer doesn't get my dick hard like Reggie going up there. Yeah, yeah he he hasn't earned his prestige yet. Yeah, like honestly I like him already, but he doesn't I like have him the legacy. Too. He's no yeah. Reggie. And Phil hasn't Phil's yeah. been a baller so like everyone likes him. And Sean Layden had his place. Oh yeah, I want. I just want to talk about Sean Layden. What Let's the talk. hell is going on? I don't oh, know. Wow. 
put put your detective hat on. Put your sleuth hat on. What do you think happened? Honestly, I think what happened. So here's 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 my thinking. I think Sean Layden didn't want to compromise the integrity of Sony's first party studios by going after China. But I think Sony's corporate board wanted to go after China, and I think we've seen that with the releases of like this this Chinese exclusive Monkey King video game and uh, PS4 variant. Um, and I think that Lay- Layden was kind of hesitant because he realizes that what resonates with like the Western audience, who has been the main supporters of Sony's platform so far is not what is going to resonate in China. And it's just something he didn't want to compromise. He got into a conflict with the board and they fired him. Sean Layden, political activist, who knew? Yeah. Yeah. It's not even <laughs> political activism though. It's just that's just good business sense. Sean Layden, free Hong Kong, Hong Kong icon. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm just I'm I'm watching his Twitter to see when he tweets the free Hong Kong uh meme. <laughs> just a picture of May. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i honestly uh, think oh blizzcon is gonna be so good this year. oh, oh yeah actually that was, a, that was a news story i almost added that supposedly the quote-unquote blizzcon protest is in full effect full steam yes. ahead was the yeah. quote Absolutely. boy oh boy and the rumors yeah. going around that this is going to be like the their big blowout too that they're they yeah. have like major announcements so it, it's gonna yeah. be a shit show. the rumors the rumors i've heard are diablo 4 yeah and overwatch 2 yeah. Those are the two big ones. Oh, and also World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which is another expansion, but that game is dead anyway, so who gives a shit? Oy, um, oy, oy. I thought you liked the new WoW. I liked it, and then I pl- like, I lost it immediately. I loved the first three months of Battle for Azeroth, but as soon as I started realizing what their their scheme was, I fell off immediately. I was like, oh, you guys are trying to turn this in. You're taking the Overwatch approach to this, but it's not just cosmetics. Because World of Warcraft actually has, like, gear score and uh, specializations. And if you're paying real money for a random chance at getting a better piece of gear than your uh, guildmates, it's, it's a dead game. There's no economy. The economy is determined by the company that owns it and it's no longer determined by the players who are running the auction house and farming for this gear and you know doing raising everything that's occupy a whole the, that's a whole nother story occupy <laughs> the auction house i guess exactly i'm ready occupy to never talk Mark. about world of warcraft ever again you know that how long we've we been fucking talking about this game honestly yeah so 12, 12 14 years 14 <laughs> years let's move on am, am i being a pessimist to say that the this protest probably going to be nothing you have to imagine the amount of security that they're going to have at this one. They know it's coming. There's no way they're not going to crack down on like everything. And then I also uh, feel like the second they announced Fallout <laughs> 4 and then they announced some crazy Overwatch shit, like I feel like everyone's going to be like, "Oh yeah, I never even cared about Hong Kong." I Yeah, I don't know, man. If 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 people in the in the room stick to their guns and like an Overwatch 2 announcement or a Diablo 4 announcement is met with boos in the auditorium. Like, that is a really bad look. Yeah. Well, the fact that they, they had, like, I think Diablo Immortal, they probably assumed that people were going to eat it up because it's the Diablo franchise. Just don't have phones? Well, yeah. Look, <laughs> look at how that turned out. I think we might see something similar to that with uh, these two announcements. I'm sure that there are clearly still Diablo stands and overwatch stands um 
But I think that there is going to be a lot more contention with these announcements. And I also think that there is going to be, from just the outside uh, media sources, there's going to be a lot more coverage of the protests happening outside of the Anaheim Convention Center than what is actually released in the convention center. When AOC and team write a sternly worded letter your way, yeah, the, the media is paying attention. Oh, yeah, because at that point, once it gets legitimately political, not like not like Gamergate political, but legitimately <laughs> political. <God. laughs> I, I don't I'm not trying to be dismissive of any of that, but I'm, I, I just mean that it, this appeals to a wider audience. And it's like actually appealing to boomers where boomers are like, oh, this is like an infringement on freedom of speech. Fuck the Chinese. It's going to be a much larger story than just internal uh, gamer politics. Marco Rubio is going to storm the, the gates of BlizzCon. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how this story ends, honestly. Honestly, I, the part of me thinks like it ends with something else happening and Blizzard announces Diablo 4 and everyone forgets about it and moves on to we the We just next move thing. on? I don't know. I mean... Maybe. What, why is it that yeah. Blizzard... I'm not defending them. I'm just curious. It seems like it's stuck with Blizzard. But, like, Apple's being pro-China. Like, all these companies are so, you know. It, like started, I, in, it started, in my view, anyway, from, like, when I started seeing shit pop up on Twitter with the whole Blitzchung uh, ban and fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The dude that won the Hearthstone? Yeah. Yep. Hearthstone tournament. And, uh, yeah, threw up the free Hong Kong and... But I'm just he curious, fucking like, he got banned. They took his prize money. They fired the two commentators who were on with him. It's like, for, damn, man. They didn't even do anything. I know. Yep. It is. I weird. don't know. I, I I do think that it's it's stuck with Blizzard because Blizzard's audience is so vocal on the internet. Whereas, like you know, like like Apple people, like a- Apple Apple fanboys don't ever look up anything detrimental to Apple's brand. Um, whereas like Blizzard fanboys are very much in tune with the darkest <laughs> gaming <laughs> forms on the internet, and they are way more willing to argue against this uh this this company than someone like Apple is. Um, and I also think that a- Apple hasn't done anything as egregious as what Blizzard did. Like Apple isn't taking prize money away from a uh, highly viewed tournament. Like, they, they they took an app off of the app market that was uh, beneficial to the Hong Kong protesters. But that's it. <laughs> yep, I know. that's it. That's, <laughs> it's that's, not like they took some prize money away. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing, because people will look at prize money and be like, oh, I can immediately equate this amount of money to how I feel, because if I were getting this much money taken away from me, I'd feel like shit. But a lot of people in America can't relate to having a app dedicated to tracking police activity taking, taken off the market, because most people don't have a need for an app like that. And it's just, it's just not relatable. I don't know. This is, just, this is my tirade. This is how I view it. And I think that that is why the uh, reception to the pro-Chinese actions of these two different but massive companies have been received by the public. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, th- 
Thank I mean, you for it, coming to my TEDx talk. I organized it myself. It makes I sense. never got permission. But I mean, Diablo 4. Hope it comes to Switch. I don't know. Diablo 3 did not get that great of a reception, and Diablo Immortal definitely didn't get a great reception. Yeah, but I mean, Diablo 3 is good. I don't know if it was good at launch because I didn't play it, but it's good. <sighs> I guess, but there are so many Diablo clones out there now. Like, we're going to, like, Diablo 4 is competing with Minecraft Diablo. That Minecraft Diablo is not going to be anywhere near the depth. Oh, wow. That is, uh, them's fighting words. You're telling me that's going to be as deep as Diablo. Yes. No. I'm a handy. You're out of your mind. You are underestimating Minecraft as a brand, as a franchise, as a property. Yeah, where's Minecraft Story Mode at? Uh, didn't it get canceled because Telltale didn't know how to manage their shit? Where's, uh, where's Tuber's Minecraft things? What do you, I don't know what that means. You've never seen the Tuber's figures? Tuber's might, no. It's like, uh, <laughs> YouTubers as Minecraft characters. Oh, they sold oh boy. <laughs> uh, we move Minecraft on to something Funko else. Pops. Yeah. Oh, you want to jump into a little bit of news before we get out of here? Hit me. Sure. What, uh, how you feel about Death Stranding on PC, boys? I called it. I think we kind of, I think everyone in the back of their mind kind of knew this was coming. Yeah, I, I think th- everyone knew a little bit. I think a lot of people, a, a lot of Sony ponies were definitely, <laughs> um, <laughs> they were definitely rooting for like Kojima Productions to be a first party studio. That's clearly not the case now. I re- and it's, it, this is just confirmation. I remember the night that they announced this when they did that video with Andrew House that yep he said in there like i'm gonna release games for pc and playstation yeah and then like the death stranding website like after the first trailer had like pc listed in the fucking website and then it disappeared Mm -hmm. but i am surprised that there was there wasn't like some sort of official agreement that that news wouldn't come out until after the ps4 launch because I yeah, have I, to imagine that at least there's a handful of folks out there who are like, oh, well, I'll just wait then. Yeah. And Sony's like, what the fuck, dude? You think so? Like, I feel like the, the it must be such a small number. Because, like, I would I would prefer Maybe. to play this on PC, but it's like, I'm not going to wait till summer. Yeah. Maybe. Same. M- maybe. Maybe they did that calculation already and they're like, yeah, that's an acceptable number that go ahead and fucking fly your flag, Hideo. But I'm like, just surprised. I feel like if they were like, this comes out in January, like... I think it would probably impact sales, but I think the fact that it's like, oh, summer 2020, it's like, that feels so far away. Like, that's basically a year. Yeah. I I do think that the announcement of a PC port, right? I don't even know if it's a port, but just the the PC announcement is kind of strange that it it happened like a week, maybe two weeks before the official release. Um, I don't know if that was contractual, if they just assumed that there, there were enough people who are going to play this game on PS4 and just word of mouth between the launch on PS4 and the launch on PC was going to be enough for Sony to uh, accept the uh, non-exclusivity of mm-hmm. Kojima's deal. But I, I do find it weird, like, because usually these announcements don't happen. Like, like, Red Dead is coming to PC, but they didn't announce that a week before it came to consoles. <laughs> right. 
So I, I wonder if it was if this was something Kojima had to fight for, or if this was in the in the cards. I mean, it reminds time. me of No Man's Sky. Like No Man's Sky, I guess that was announced on PC from the beginning, but. I mean, Sony put themselves behind that in a huge way, like similar to how they're put they're standing behind Death Stranding. Yeah, and I mean, oh man, they, like they got the Kojima comeback for their E3 show back when Sony was doing E3s. Yeah, I mean, like when that news broke that Kojima can finally like make games and he's joining Sony, like it was, it was huge. Yeah, it's fucking huge, and like who knows what Death Stranding will turn out to be. There's I'm literally, worried. there's literally no way it can be bad. <laughs> mark, mark me in the actively worried column. Really? Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. Do I have to buy this game day one to like be a part of the discourse? Because I yes. think I'd rather wait and see. No, I'm day you one. Have, you have, you have, you have to play it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be day one. I'm just curious at this point. Like, it, it's weird enough that I want to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Cash, you're just just remember this time. E- either way, whether it goes good or bad, just remember that on October 30th, I said <laughs> I'm worried. I will. I will. It, it's noted. It is okay. archived. <clears throat> it's gonna be speaking good. of games to come to PC or coming oh, to Steam anyway. Oh yeah. We'll we'll wrap it up with this one. This is some good news. EA is bringing their partnership back to Steam. There was, there was like rumors of it last week, but they made it official. And the way they announced it is so funny to me. It's like... With a tweet? Well, no. The, I read like the blog post or whatever. Mm. And they basically like... They're like, we're bringing our games to Steam is the headline. And then like in the body copy, they're like, we've decided after eight years to partner again with Steam. Bring our games back there. <laughs> Has it's it like, really been eight years yeah. since they wow. started Origin? Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy shit. Right? Doesn't time uh, fucking fly? I remember when this first happened, like, in high school, and people were pissed. Uh, yeah. I don't even remember what the first game I got on Origin was. I think it was Maybe Mass Battle- Effect 3 for me. I think mine might have been Battlefield 3. Oof. Oof. I'm actually yeah, really glad about this. So, it's going to work basically the same way you play works. Yeah. So, like, if you buy a game, like, if you boot Apex through Steam, it's just going to do, like, that in the background. Mm-hmm like check the origin server thing mm-hmm. which i'm totally fine with i don't give a shit uh i just prefer to have all my games in that one library screen same which is which is nice and they're bringing what i was surprised about uh is they're bringing the ea access that's kind of cool yeah explain that one to me that's the basically game pass for ea library so like i can sign up for ea access through steam yeah Oh, you, very cool. Because here's what I was... Before they announced this, I think it was maybe last week, I was sitting... I forget what I was doing, but I basically was thinking to myself, why hasn't Steam done their subscription service? Like, it's kind of like shocking to me. It's so big of a library. Well, I feel like you don't have to give them everything, but you give, like... Like, there's definitely 150 games that, like, go on sale for five bucks every steam sale that are like must owns that they could put in a subscription service like the the entire half-life series the portal series like you know the borderlands like don't starve don't starve these like games that you must own on pc like if they start their subscription service with that i think it could be 
you know, interesting. People, instead of spending, you know, five bucks each every time they're on sale, you spend five bucks for a month and try out the ones you want. And then, yeah. like, they rotate games in and out. I, yeah, I could definitely see this happening. I honestly, I think this is inevitable. I do think that gaming gaming publishers and just marketplaces like this are going the same way as, you know, Disney Plus and Netflix and HBO Max and all these streaming services. You know, it, it's more about licensing out these properties uh, for a fee rather than letting somebody own them indefinitely. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder when that's going to happen, though. I know that EA, or not EA, um, Steam did just update their library. I haven't downloaded the update yet, but it's I hear nice. that happened today. Oh, I've been in the beta. It's nice. Ooh. The only, and so I just, it's got these beautiful tiles, and I, you could set custom, like, tile artwork for them. It's, it's real nice. I'm into it. Yeah, I like it. I'm wondering, like, I mean... I feel like eventually Steam has to do something to compete with Epic. Like, I know Epic's small right now, but I don't know. I, I feel like eventually if they keep buying uh, exclusives, like, it could go somewhere. And, like, mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll look at them as a real competition, like, what their plans are for that. Yeah. I mean, I bet Steam would have liked that control money. Oh, you yeah. Know? I mean, and Outer, Outer Worlds, is it on Steam either? Outer Worlds money. Yeah. They're feeling that. It's not nothing. Like, I, they're not hurting for money, don't get me wrong, but, like, they're seeing that money not go in their pocket. Yeah, it's 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 opportunity cost, and what I think will really... I, so, I think Steam will release a streaming service like Game Pass once they take their uh, in-home streaming, or I guess just Wi-Fi streaming, out of beta. Like, if you can get a Steam streaming service where you can stream to your phone when it's a legitimate competitor to Xbox, like xCloud or Google Stadia, I think that's when we get the Steam subscription service. I could see that. But I, I've i tried the in-home streaming, or just like the uh, the mobile streaming with Steam right now, and it it works well enough for a free service, but there's clearly room for improvement. Yeah. I think it's inevitable, like you said. I think it's coming. Yeah. And I think the craziest thing to take away from all this is, like, I'm really... I, the more I've read about it, the more I've listened to things, I'm excited for Jedi Fallen Order. And like, oh, yes. my God. The fact that that game is, like, you open the Steam store and it's, like, the headliner, it's just... Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I, I can't believe that, like, EA actually, like, went back on it. Of all the companies, I would have thought Ubisoft would do it first, but... Right. But, I mean, Ubisoft games are still on Steam, I thought, right? Some of them, not all of them. Really? Okay. I I mean, the only Ubisoft game I've played in the past, like, three years is Siege. (laughs) And I know I got that on Steam, so. Ubi's too busy delaying games to put their games back on Steam. Yeah, delaying every single game that they're going to (laughs) release. All right, boys. You want to bring her home? Yeah. Let's, Let's land this ship. Thank you for listening, everyone. We appreciate you. We love you. We know you want to keep up with us. That's why you're going to follow us at AwkwardPause on Twitter. You're going to go to AwkwardPausePod.com forward slash merch. Buy that merch. It puts our kids through college. It keeps food on the table. It keeps us happy and healthy. If you're listening to this on Friday, there is brand new merch in the store today. 
Go buy it. So hot. We have seen the previews. Christmas is coming up. Buy that shit. Give it as gifts. Get it for your little sister. Get one for your dad. Appreciate it. Put it. It's a good stocking stuffer, as they say. This one is big dogs themed, so it's perfect for your dad. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Street Sweeper on Twitter. If you want to follow Robert Mackey, where can I find you? Uh, Follow me on Twitter at Robert Junior Jr. Cassidy Sergeant at Sergeant Cass. Elmer Gordado is at Elmer is not mad. Sam Atherton is at Smatherton XX. It's been so long, I can't even remember. I legit don't think Elmer's even at that one anymore. Elmer no, is... No, he is. He's not. I can't keep up. Elmer is not mad. Okay, I apologize. He needs to land on something. Right. Or we're going to get him banned. On. I just keep pissing him off that he can't. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Why are you just spilling your beans, Reggie? She said she's 21, I might have to ID that All my bitches come in pairs like balls in my nutsack I remember riding around the city in a hatchback Looking for a problem with my young goblins I'ma send them out of home with a neck throbbing I done made so much money that it's non-stopping Got my brothers on my back like the last name I remember telling everyone I couldn't be tamed Six months later I had something on